Matt Ryan here, and folks, the countdown is on. If you want to be my boss, if you want to own a piece of the A7FL, the time is now. We are counting down until November 7th. That is right, November 7th, the day before Election Day, is the last day of our Start Engine campaign. So we want you to sign up right now. Go to startengine.com slash A7FL and sign up. Once again, that's startengine.com slash A7FL. Once again, for the official A7FL podcast, well, at least the first one. There are others now, but this is the three-on-one podcast. I am your host for some reason, Matt Ryan, joined as always by two of my favorite people. They are my broadcast colleagues on the games of the week and also A7FL Rewind coming this October. Blocking the line up front, he is many things. He is Big Rob Fabian. And also, he is our quarterback. He, you already know who it is. It is Corey Hammond of the Corey Hammonds. Corey Hammonds. So I don't know when the Corey Hammonds are going to stop, but I'll just jump in. <laughs> Matt, you always start by saying, for some reason, we all know the reason. It's greatness in action. Let's go. <laughs> or I'm the schmuck that said, oh, let's do a podcast. Uh, and speaking of this podcast and, and doing podcasts, shout out to Casey Cox and Derek Duncan for the A7FL Other Side of the Ball podcast, which is kind of like the equal time equivalent to our show. They're focusing on everything West Coast, the A7FL Nevada division. Their first episode now is available on iTunes, Spotify, or at Linktree, that's linktr.ee slash A7FL. You can just go to the bio on our social media and you will be able to get that. But speaking of the pod, guys, we continue to be spilling scalded tea all over the American Sevens Football League, the group chat, since we dropped last week's show with the announcement of Corey Price going to the Baltimore Gators. The tea has been scalding inside the chat and things have been quite messy in in the group chat what has it been like for you guys since this news dropped what are you hearing what are you feeling what do you think is going to be a big driver for this and also you know what let's get this person in on the conversation too they have enough perspective on the league last year you saw him for the first time on the a7fl games of the week leading the covington heist on both sides of the ball impressing me and rob fabian so much that he was in the conversation early on for Rookie of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year. He is coming to us from the Covington Heist. He is Seth Chambers. Seth, welcome to the 3-on-1. Well, I, I've been getting in touch with guys that I, I haven't talked to since the season. Um, the news was, I'll say, a butterfly effect because then other moves started to happen, and there's nothing necessarily to report just yet, but I'll say this. When we talked about Corey Price and where he was going and what he was doing, a whole bunch of other people in a whole bunch of other states started telling me, Matt, what they were going to do or what they were already doing or the misconceptions and the miscommunications and potential lies. And it, it, the hotbed that is a seven FL free agency has been a, a fun ride so far. And to be honest, guys, I think there's even more on the horizon that might surprise you. Well, I'm excited to see what happens. Rob, what about you? I got to agree with Corey there. Um, it got kind of hectic, Matt. Like, TP3 has always been a trendsetter in this league to begin with. 
and this is no different. When I tell you the amount of messages I got, some people laughing at the, you know, laughing that he went over there. Some people saying, no, it's not true. Some people saying he's not going to go do anything over there. Then people are telling me they're going to make this guy's going dead. Like the rumor mill went nuts after CPC made them. And I just think it's a lot of, it's, it's a lot of bravado. It's a lot of ego. Some, but for some guys, I think it's a lot of fear. I think these guys might be a little nervous. A guy of CPC's caliber is going to go make Baltimore hot again. You know what I'm saying? Like some people in Baltimore might not like that. People in Baltimore might love it. It's crazy. There's, there's promises of people starting. There's promises of people getting sent. Quarterbacks are not switching teams anymore. There's a lot going on after that, after that announcement. It's, it's absolutely insane, but I love it. And, and, you know, I love it too. I love that it creates so many different possible outcomes for the 2023 season. And I think it's going to directly benefit teams like yours, Seth, and the Covington Heist because there's so many teams right now shuffling the deck in the two biggest and oldest divisions in the league that a, you know, a Covington heist can get a really impressive run playing teams in Columbus, playing other teams in the Cincinnati division. And then from there heading into the playoffs where most of your guys are probably going to return from 2022 into 2023 and having another season of that under your belt and being able to step up your game and play against teams like in Columbus where they've never played this style of football before, you're in the veteran role now. This could turn into a situation where Vegas and Florida and Ohio can really get into the thick of things and possibly upset the entire league. Most definitely. Most definitely. So what what is it your take on on all this player movement and having all of these opportunities potentially open up? I know you're probably you're staying in Covington for 2023, but when you see that happen, does it make you feel like oh we've got a good shot at winning it all this year? Honestly, I definitely feel like it's going to open up the, our horizons. Uh, just it's going to it's going to give us opportunities to get different looks on different, different type of teams. And I, I truly feel like, because um, I know that there's two more teams getting added in Columbus, Cincinnati area. So, I mean, I, I'm really excited to see what these kids and guys are definitely going to be, you know, what our team's going to be up against. I'm just, honestly, I have no idea what it holds for me this year, but I do have, a great feeling that we we have a chance this year. Well, Seth, thanks for coming on the pod. I'm glad I was able to get in touch with you. Um, for those who are maybe a little bit unfamiliar with you, you know, Matt and Rob talk about you all the time. To be to be to- totally upfront with you, when we had the fantasy draft of the whole league, I don't know if you were listening to that pod, but my guy Matt Ryan snatched you from uh, the clutches of Rob Fabian. He was a little upset oh, about that. I was so pissed. I'm still, so <laughs> was, I'm still trying to see about that. if there's a way me and you can get a trade going, Matt. I that was literally my next pick. I'm like, yo, I'm gonna save Seth. They're not thinking about Seth. They're not thinking about Seth. Oh no, just pick Seth King. Oh, come on. <laughs> and 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 Seth, just to be clear, when we did the Twitter vote, I got 87 percent of the vote. So those are the two and three teams. Maybe you want to talk to the number one team. I can get you on with Corey Hammond. Corey Hammonds, I'll get you a shirt. Hashtag. Oh my god. <laughs> But 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 for those who are a little bit a little bit new to either the league in general or especially the Ohio division, which will all be fair and say, you know, in your guys' inaugural year, 
you know, what Vegas was doing, what Florida was doing was maybe a tiny bit overshadowing you guys. So you were the one that popped out on screen in front of these two guys while I was losing to the DC buzz. Although to be fair, three touchdown passes, one rushing touchdown, not a bad day for Corey Hammond. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about what what your football story was, is, and and where you kind of see you and the Covington Heights being in twenty twenty three. So, with me in football, it just it goes way back. I've been playing football since the fifth, fourth, fifth grade, and um, I was going to go to college for it. You know, didn't take school as serious as I should have. Um, I definitely should have took it way serious, but I ended up going to NCTC. I went there. I didn't really have – I didn't see me do, having a future there, so I dropped out of college, and which wasn't smart because I wanted to play football. But I was also going through, like, a rough a rough patch in my life at that time, so I wasn't kind of, like, thinking about that. Was, you know, I was just stuck. Kind of, I felt pretty stuck. I didn't know where to go. I was kind of lost. But um, I ended up working in Cincinnati because where I'm from, I'm actually, like, an hour from where, you know, I play football and stuff. And – um. Yeah, you're from you're from Kentucky and drive an hour to get to Ohio. Yeah, correct. Hey, um, dedication. Oh yeah, the commitment's real for sure. Absolutely. Anytime I get an opportunity like that, I just can't turn it away. Cause I mean, I just have passion and purpose in football. Like honestly, like it's my. So you were so you were saying that, and and you can be as uh as deep or and, and as personal as want, but I'll, I'll just kind of step in. So you were saying, which is, which is kind of a story that we hear from, you know, a decent amount of guys, um, you know, Matt and Rob would know too, uh, you know, that this league was, was uh, an, a way to kind of get that football fix, you know, after the, the regular path, you know, high school division one on TV, NFL kind of goes one way or the other. So how did you hear about the A7FL and, and, and what, <laughs> What drew you into the league to think that it was a was a good option for you? Well, a great buddy of mine, Harley. His name's Harley. He's a, he actually is a teammate. Um, he brought me in, took me in, put me on his wing. I trusted him, so uh, I hopped on, hopped on the team and uh, tried out. And at first, like I didn't know, you know, I didn't know nobody. So it's just like you know, like I said, I'm not from from here, so I didn't know nobody. I didn't know if they liked me or what. But uh, they ended up falling in love with me. They took me in. And uh, they gave me – they like what they seen, uh, so they placed me. I played running back. Um, and then, uh, let's see. Uh, after that. You're just out there balling, basically. That's what after that is. <laughs> well, I, I, think, I think I speak for Matt and Rob because they saw you live. And they kind of like – they kind of like – they kind of – witnessed and, and discovered the the a7 about Seth chambers and kind of like brought it to us and really depicted it in a really nice way both of them were really getting into describing what you were doing how you were doing and how you know consistently on defense it seemed like you were making every tackle that your team was making on the snow tribe um by the way 2023 you already snow just so everybody knows <laughs> oh, <God. Come> on. <laughs> I think I think before Vegas puts lines on our game, guys, they're gonna put lines on the pod. <laughs> Over under times that Rob does that exact noise he just did, and gentlemen and ladies at home listening, hammer the over. Whatever <laughs> the number is, hammer the over. But getting back to the actual good football player among the three of us, and Rob, you're very good, but you're retired, so it doesn't count. Um, Seth. 
one of the things that I saw, and then I'm going to let the other guys kind of talk because I just wanted to, you know, kind of, you know, get the, the, the conversation started. But one of the things that I saw is that we were talking about it in the pre-call your, your motor or the ferocity in which you played it, it, it almost jumps off the screen and, and was similar to a guy like Verardi for BIC right, right, and right. in which like the, the, the speed and the, the aggression and the strength in which you play all at once with this almost reckless abandon, it, it, it's tangible even because like you'll be shooting across the screen blowing up a lead blocker and it's not even involved in the in the main part of the play but you're you, the periphery is just you're drawn to what you're doing how how instinctive are all of those movements in a, in a new league and is your is your like mantra just 100 miles an hour all the time just no no holes barred no matter what or is is there is there something that you know, some genius that I'm not seeing that you're, you're diagnosing these things in real time that quickly. It's, it's all, it's all, it's all, all together. It's, it's all synced. Uh, so basically it's just, I'm a motor, like, I don't know what it is, but it's just like, I got something inside me that's just unstoppable. I truly feel that way. I believe that. But uh, it's like, it's like a motor. It's like, it's on, un, it's unexplainable. Like it's something I haven't, been able to I mean I've tested it out but it's something I haven't been able to to control it's just I don't know I just, well that's why that's why in the pre-call you said that you can't play flag right because you just exactly. <laughs> that's just not for a guy like so you or me right flag I can't I can't do none of that it's just when I'm, I'm when I'm going when I get to going it's just I'm ready to foul ready to go like uh, what's your what what's your favorite side of the ball defense or offense defense i knew you were gonna say that i knew you were gonna say that and that's the kind of way you play offense too like i, I seen you make that catch and take it you know 60 yards on, on that little swing pass that you guys were running to be clear and rob's about to make the noise in in the preseason in the scrimmage i put up five oh my god <laughs> hammer the over hammer the over <laughs> seth you're starting to get the sense of this pod right so then back to you <laughs> What happened in that game? Do you guys think that there was there was an experience difference? Was it was it something intangible that we don't know? How did how did Snow Tribe and then my guy Shane Turner, who but to be honest was the best quarterback for Snow Tribe the entire year? Unfortunately, Seth, you guys faced them when they used the guy that actually was able to complete a forward pass, like it's the two thousands and not eighteen hundreds. Right. Um, <laughs> but you already snow. Um, yeah, I can't rip them anymore. The, I got to I got to I got to work on that. Um I got a lot to work on. But Seth, what was it in that game? And and what do you think you guys are going to take from that loss moving forward to to kind of, you know, jump start the 2023 season in the right direction? Um so for me, I want to say offensively, we did. We definitely did. Uh see Rob even pointed out to us after the game, it was the tosses that were killing us. And uh from his perspective, I was able to, you know, realize that that's not going to work. It's not going to work against teams that, you know, have already mastered that that play. You know I mean, it gets used so much. And so what we need to work on this year is just being able to make better passes, you know, 
throw the ball more in just middle, middle, you know, like a 24 blaster, 25 blaster, anything, something like that. Because, like, like he said, in Kentucky, that will work. It will work. But in New Jersey, anywhere else probably probably won't work because that's one thing I've – because they were just everywhere. Like, I got tackled. But another thing is is um defense, defensively. um Just got to – you can't get beat. Like, that that's what cost us. I think it was – uh, I think it was fourth, maybe third, no, maybe third, third down. We had to stop. There it goes. You know what I mean? Getting beat is what killed us this year. And I'll, you know, if I understand, I mean, if he's six three, six four, you know, we need to invest in some new corners. I'm gonna be honest with you. But uh, that's what definitely, definitely took a toll on us. I'm glad you what did you? Yeah, I talked enough. Go ahead, bro. My bad. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that, you know, I came to talk to you guys because, honestly, after that game, I was so drawn to the team. I'm like, yo, these guys are a little bit of – like, you guys are just a little bit away. You're not as far as I thought you would have been. I'm watching you guys play, and I know you don't understand that tosses don't work in the league. Leagues don't really work in the – I know you guys don't get that because it's your first season. And it's like – I felt like giving that olive branch out because I'm like, this, like, I can talk to these guys, like, keep this group together, get get a few more pieces, keep Steph Chambers ass. That boy, nice. But, like, keep it together, your quarterback, just just get a better understanding of the game. I even told you certain teams to watch because there's things that I saw. You guys remind me of how A7 started from, like, the grassroots of A7 town these days. Watching you guys play, that's what you guys reminded me of. And you're probably the only team out of New Jersey and Baltimore that gave me that feeling of, wait a second, there's something there. Like, I mean, I mean, Vegas is gonna think I'm hating. I didn't really see that when I watched Vegas. Um, again, we watched Florida, but you know, there was only two two players that really popped off the scene in Florida. Granted, you were the only player that popped off the scene in Ohio. I mean, for Covington Heights, but. It's just something about the way you guys were playing that reminded me of, like, grassroots town beat. So, in my opinion, I feel like if you guys could actually, like you said, maybe you do need a few more corners. I personally think they need at least two, three more players like you. And I don't think we'd be, I don't think anyone's going to be talking bad about the coverage if they can find. You don't got any friends, any teammates, any old teammates that would love to run with you? Yeah, all all these all these roster moves suggestions are find among the best guys that play in our league and multiply them. Like right, you know, like that's you're not going to find two or three more Steph Chambers. But what I what I like that you said, Rob, and I totally 100 percent agree. When you look at the Ohio tape, and I'm going to ask you a a question in in a second, Seth. But when you look at Ohio tape, it's not the talent that they're missing. You can see that. Um, the running back, uh, number 20 for the QC crush, uh, he, he's a good running back. He's among one of the better, just pure, solid, just football playing running backs in this league. But I think he needs to learn some of the nuances and differences in the angles and the timing of the you know types of run plays that you can get away with in this league. You know, you, you can't really run to the outside on tosses like like Rob's saying, because a lot of teams against the two man line will give you three 
defensive lineman on the front or against a three-man line will give you four. So the outside is just kind of off as, as, you know, especially if you're not doing any kind of misdirection to account for the unblocked man. So, you know, not, not scheme going into, you know, too deep a scheme, but what I saw on tape is that you guys, you guys are close and to, to, to kind of mimic what Rob was saying there. I think that what for me reminded me of the early parts of a seven or town beef was the physicality that, that everybody on the field seemed to be involved in. Now, I saw a lot of guys early on in the Ohio season at quarterback, they would like drop back like 37 yards and just run around until they were open. You know, that seems like a flag, you know, uh, quirk to me. Right. Uh, I think, I think they, they, they corrected that. But what I saw that I think the West Coast could maybe, you know, benefit from, you know, emulating is the physicality on both sides of the ball. And obviously you, you demonstrated that not only in, in the, the film that you showed, but the words that you said, I asked you what side you prefer. We saw you score a long touchdown. You said defense. Um, but, but I think that type of mentality, if you guys can get a little bit more organized uh, as far as the scheme on the offensive side of the ball and Hey Seth, uh, just, just so you know, a seven NFL corners, man, they're gonna get roasted. I mean, it's just it's just part of this league. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's a shot to the entire league that plays defense at corner. Um, I'm setting records, I think. But anyway, um, my question to you though is that talking about the talent and how good you guys can be and how talented we saw on film you are in your guys' opportunities out of state, the QC crush, you know, ascended to to heaven. Um, after facing the, the the night crawlers after the beatdown that they received, and in the game that you guys had against the Snow Tribe, although you were much more competitive and showed a lot of talent, you guys weren't able to take care of it. What do you think were the 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 differences that that made you? Want to bring the A7FL to your town? Well, you're in luck. Between now and October 1st, we are still taking applications to buy a division in the American Sevens Football League. Join Columbus for our 2023 season now. For more information on it, go to a7fl.com slash owners. That's a7fl.com slash owners. Get your piece of the future of football and bring us to your town. what were the things that made the difference in those games and, and had Ohio, you know, taking the L back all the way back home. And what do you think you as a player, your team and the, the state is going to do moving forward to next year? Well, to, for me, I would say comparing, you know, the snow tribe and the night crawlers, the night crawlers have weapons. Like, I mean, snow tribe has weapons, but, you know, they have, I would say, the Nightcrawlers have real, like, really good athletic, like, players. Like, they're fast. I mean, there's a kid on there that just takes takes it to the house almost every time. Last time I watched him, he just took it back to the house every time. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was Mark Bagway. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that was our introduction to the man that now is, is a, a hot, hot name for the free agent stove to tie back into how Matt started the show. But let's talk about the snow trap game because obviously we saw that, you know, that's also tough driving all the way down to Florida take, facing a team that's really good. So, snow trap, it was just more like the different play, like the way they were playing, you know, with the two fullbacks, I mean, just monstrous. Like that, that was something I've never seen. And 
that would that killed us. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie to you. That that killed us. Like Pedro, I think Pedro was a, a running back. I'm pretty sure, yep. and uh, he, he he gets off. Of, uh, yeah, Law Dubs was the lineman that that threw your guy from uh, from Asbury Park to Princeton. Um, <laughs> you know the play I'm talking about, right? <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah that, that's not – I wouldn't say that La Dubs, that's what he calls himself, so I'm just going to yeah. call that because I'm starting to get to, to know my, 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 my teammates on the Schnell tribe. But La Dubs, is, he's not necessarily what I would call a fullback. That's, that's a blocking guard. So he's pulling but just from the fullback position. Yeah. But, you know, you got to give those guys, you know, guys like Rob and good blockers, you got to give them the, those positions, like skill positions. So, they, you know, and, and give them a number four. You saw how he rocks like the number four. You got to give them those bones because they're they're doing the, the tough work. We just get all the credit for it. Right. No, absolutely. We can, we just couldn't stop that pattern, man. They just kept one side. They hit that side. I mean, majority, they just ran from my side. And they got all the yards they could ask for, honestly. Um, running away from you, right? Exactly, and that's yeah. one thing yeah. about this that's league. Is that... They, they <laughs> run away what... from danger. I Go called ahead. it in. The... Listen, anyone smart is running away from the guy that's getting all the tackles. You're running at step chambers. No one can block him, and he's rushing, crushing everybody. No offense to the rest of your team, but they found a cushion where if they got it right there, they can get seven yards, eight yards, ten yards, and you'll still make the tackle, but. 15 yards from the line of scrimmage. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a thing. It's in this league, it's okay, who's the strong side? Okay, we know we know he's gonna get he's gonna get to the ball. He can get to the ball, he's capable. Run the other direction. Wherever I'm not is where right. they are So it's just it's really tough for me to be able to play all like I mean I've played, but it's tough. To make myself all the way, beat myself all the way to the other side of the sideline, you know what I mean? It's it's tough, but I, I mean, I I make it happen. Well, and that's the first step to this league, Seth. Right? That's what teams are doing against you, and then then that happens. But guess what? The the BICs and the and the U's of the world. There's maybe not a Seth Chambers at all seven positions, but there's a guy that's pretty close. So, you right. know. I'll, what I think, what I think you need to do is just keep being yourself, because that I think that infectious drive that you have driving from Kentucky to play in the A seven FL, if that rubs off on your teammates, you're probably not going to find guys as fast, as strong, as and, and as ferocious as you. But if if they give the dedication and effort, that's going to be a, the difference maybe in your division, because now you've seen what it is, and then when. Uh, we set this uh, Snow Tribe Covington Heist round two up so I can get on my world tour. You know, Corey Hammond's taking a world tour, Seth. I'm, I already scheduled myself out to Vegas with Derek Duncan on their pod. Um, right now I brought you on this pod because I'm, you know, seemingly wanting to get out to Cincinnati, check out a Joe Burrow performance. <laughs> let's, let's make this happen. You guys got to talk. Matt, you're, you're, you're the smartest one among uh, 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 Excuse me. Try to cut that out if not embarrass me you're the smartest one among us you think that might be something that we can make happen hey i wouldn't say no and i wouldn't say yes not not for any other reason than the fact of we don't know what next year is going to look like in the a7fl we've got a few ideas we know that there's going to be at least two out of division games for each team in the league and how those matchups transpire is going to be an interesting thing as we get closer and closer to the schedule release which will happen 
around early next year. But I wanted to go back a bit. Seth, when you take a look at the 2023 season and the potential of playing the Schnoe Tribe again or playing any of these teams in the traditional divisions in D.C., Maryland, and New Jersey, do you guys need to start practicing that Jersey and Maryland style of football despite the fact that you're going to be playing against mostly Ohio teams in 2023? Do you feel, and I want to open this up to Rob and Corey too, should these other division out of division teams, should these newer divisions start learning or at least having a pseudo scout team of that New Jersey style to get used to that pace? Because it is a level step in terms of the intensity on both sides of the ball as you get further up the I-95. Um, absolutely. I just think that every team should play not not practice. When you mean by practice, I'm thinking like, should we practice exactly what they're doing offensively or should we practice uh defensively you know what i mean so like to me i'm gonna say defensively we need to practice that (laughs) like we need to practice how to cover and how to stop the run i mean of course you know it's gonna be it's that's like one of the toughest offenses i've have ever went went against but uh defensively or offensively uh i would just do what works for that team because that team is, you know, more capable of, you know, finding their weapons and knowing exactly how to execute their plays and to have a certain trust for their players. Um, It's just, I don't know. It's just, I feel like if you have weapons, you know, you can come up with anything, you know, any type of style you would like. Rob, Corey, what do you guys think of, of that having... Hey there, it's Matt Ryan. Are you enjoying this A7FL podcast? Well, I'm glad you are, because that means you can give us money. That's right, you can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. That's tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. Up there right now, we have some Thick Boy Season merchandise. We've got some Hus Hus shirts, and also we've got some Corey Hammond-related merchandise coming soon, a Corey Hammond, Corey Hammond's t-shirt hoodie and a whole lot more you can get all of them right now sent to you nice comfy and cozy at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch and also you can find it in the show notes now back to that podcast you like a pseudo scout team so you can get prepared as you get closer and closer to the playoffs to playing a different complete style again you know against a you know a buzz or a rare breed or the the bicu or in snow tribe well, the more advanced the league gets, the more film is going to be part of the fabric of this league. We've had the talks on the games of the week multiple times about coaching, but one of the, the aspects of that coaching would bring would be the accountability of film, at whether A, you're studying yourself or you're studying your opponent, right? So a lot of times when you're studying your opponent, that's when a scout team would be able to kind of mimic some of the looks and things that you see. The familiar familiarity that Baltimore teams have with each other is why the hit squad looks competitive against the DC buzz and the rare breed. But when they play the you, it's, it's a mismatch, right? Um, I think the more that these teams start to get what the a seven FL is and, and what works and what doesn't, 
I think Seth's right. I think you can build an offense with sound football fundamentals, sound A7 fundamentals based on the talent that you have. You're not going to go with a BIC-style offense if you have Seth Chambers, Mike Liberti, and, you know, Rob Fabian and La Dubs and, and, a, and a Darius, uh, you know, Hype Pearson. You know, you're not going to go with a spread throwing offense if you have running personnel. So I think that there's there's a mixture of that. But more importantly, I think the level of the competition is something that you work up to. What happened with Florida is they, they beat up each other, started talking trash, and in their inaugural season, drove up here and they found out what it was up at this level. Same thing with Vegas last year. Now they're back in the lab, getting stronger, working harder, knowing what it takes, seeing where the level's at. You know, it evens out the second year when the night crawlers come up. So I think for the Covington heist, they have the j- jump up on the expansion teams from Columbus. They've spent the full season. They've worked stuff out. They've fixed some things had guys settled into roles but I think the next step is is aiming higher and having the expectation be all right we own Ohio if we really want a shot at a championship we have to compete with the teams that you know Matt Ryan and Rob Fabian are talking about on the pod so uh, you know how we get there I think the first step for each team is, is they go one week at a time. But if you're in the off season trying to build a team, you know, like Rob said, if you could find another one or two more Seth chambers, I think any of that Ohio team with, with that type of guy on both sides of the ball, you know, is going to compete. So, you know, maybe the only other thing that I would say is that these teams seem on the roster wise, really skill position heavy. You need three big guys blocking running passing regardless look at look at the teams that win championships in this league they have good blocking so i think if personnel wise they could just maybe adjust the personnel so they're not so much four wide as they are three offensive line on offense seth you would love that because then you get better holes to run through um and then uh, adjusting to the nuances like rob said no tosses you know you know basic you know pop warner style plays that just attack the outside are are not the perfect play misdirection motion you know find a way to use a choice option if you got a quarterback with legs unfortunately i can't um (laughs) but rob what do you think about what matt was saying and 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 the the competition playing outside and and what high looks to do going into year two i agree with a bit of what Corey said when he started 30 minutes ago but then i forgot kind of what he said but um, to paraphrase it, when he said guys in Baltimore, like the Baltimore hit squad can look competitive against the Patriots because of that familiarity, that is very, very true. I, I stand on matchups. Like matchups make the game. Certain teams just match up well with other teams. And it really depends on how many times you've seen these guys. Take a look at BIC who went who saw the youth three times, four times this season beat them each time they saw them because they were familiar but towards the last game the championship is very close because again these guys seen each other too many times this season while you guys are down there in columbus there is a columbus style of football that you guys now have you guys have a head start because not only do you, did you dominate the columbus style of it 
he went to New Jersey and got a taste of the New Jersey style. But now, when you go to Baltimore, that's a different style as well. The only problem is you guys have to determine. Like, I'm, I'm not against people sticking to what works in their state if you can get them a win. Because Baltimore did that, and they want to tip. They stuck to what worked for them, and it won them a tip. It wasn't anything spectacular. It was just their style of football mixed with the fact that the PA Immortals were beating the dog shit out of everybody that year. Um, you know, that got them into a position to have a Baltimore versus Baltimore champion. Again, like like Matt just said, if you get rid of some of those, if you get rid of some of those nuances like the causes and those things that, you know, you think work and start really focusing on what actually works in this because again, New Jersey has a head start over everyone. If you actually start focusing on the inside, on the right off that defensive tackle, you know, those runs, um, you guys were running a few, you know, swing passes, but you overran. That's where Pedro caught it and ran it back, which was a great play by Pedro. He's a vet in the league. He's been on a few. He's been on a few teams, so he's seen a lot. You know what I'm saying? The experience of being an A7 in general can really teach those things. So, me personally, I do feel like every state should adjust. And because you guys are out of state and don't get to play the New Jersey style as much, it would behoove you to study the style to understand now how to deal with it, but also be prepared to come with a style that maybe New Jersey's never seen. Because I don't want to say what New Jersey has is the best, even though that's what it seems like, but I'm I'm open for other other decisions to show us their style of football and see if it works against what's been working. You get what I'm saying? Because I've been here long enough to have seen it change from the outside run league when a defensive end couldn't make a play to save their lives to when everybody started running at corners because corners were too weak to get off the block. So now the drop back and no one's run. I mean, if you watch whole film, there's always at least one guy in the quarterback face every play. Nowadays, that quarterback has no one in front of him unless he's at his lineman to let a man go. So or it's Corey Hammond. Yeah, your block is sucks. But, you know. Well, Seth, before we let you go and before we wrap up this edition of the show, we're going to do a shorter show this week. Uh, what do you want people to know about you and about the Covington heist heading into next season? We're probably going to see you guys a whole lot more on the games of the week and more coverage of you guys in 2023, especially when you have a natural rival brewing in Columbus. What do you want us to know about your style of football? What do you want us to know about the Covington Heights that we have not seen yet? And what's the one thing you think that is going to separate your team from everybody else in the league in 2023? Well, I would start off with my mentality. Like, every time I touch the ball, it's just like I'm scoring. You know what I mean? You just got to have a gotta have a monster, like a beast mentality when you're playing. Like with me, it's just like a beast mentality. And a lot of people, you know, are just out like I see a lot of people just out there just to be out there. Like like I said, I'm out there for pur- with purpose, with passion. Like this is this is something I really want to do. And um I would say from for the rest of my team, you know, I mean my team is getting, you know, they're showing up to practice, they're getting better, they're getting fit. 
you know, they're they're doing their thing. They're doing what they need to do that needs to be done is what I'm trying to say. But um, other than that, just my style of play, it starts with my mentality. And um, it finishes with my mentality, honestly. Um, that's exactly how I come come into the game. It's just, you know, I got to – I start – I start – I eat right. I work out. You know what I mean? It's just things you've got – if you want to be the best, you got to train like the best. So – that's just how I, I tend to play this year, you know, be the best, train like the best. I am the best. This is how I go. That's how I live my life. All right. Well, well, I would like to personally thank you for coming on, man. We just got in touch today. Um, you were on time. There's there's the, one of the best abilities is availability, and man, the, you definitely were more than just available tonight. So thank you for coming on. But I will say this just to, to a parting shot. You're already traveling from Kentucky, my man. Just to since we didn't get enough uh, free agent uh, fun out there, and not to get you in trouble. <laughs> but if you're willing to go an hour, man, how far are you willing to go? Because I know that there's some nice places in the A7FL with like some weather-wise, you know, in Florida, right? Nevada. Right. Did I did I say it right? No, Nevada. I said it right. There you go, Derek Duncan. Nevada. No, I said it wrong. California and also Jersey. Seth, you how how far would you be willing if you're already coming from an hour to play to A7 NFL football? Back. I What'd you say? To, I traveled to the moon. You traveled There's to no, the moon. There's no limit. Well, so that would include that would include New Jersey. Yo, Deion Dawkins, let's go. Um, you already know, and also Nevada. That's how you say it, right? Yeah. Anyway. So, Seth, you would be willing to go to another state to play football in the A7 if things Absolutely. worked out? Absolutely. Hey, I don't, I don't want to get you in trouble with the rest of your team, but I don't think, I don't think many people <laughs> step to you and have a problem with you to your face, do they? Nah, <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, it was, it's been my dream to like, go somewhere and play football. I don't like, – you know what I mean? I want to get out where I'm at, like where, I, where I'm at. Like, I'm in Kentucky. I don't want to be in Kentucky. You know, like when you grow up somewhere somewhere, and, like, honestly, you see – I've seen a lot of stuff here, and it's just like it's not – I just not where I want to be. It's not where I want to live. I want uh, – if I'm telling you, if I, t- if I get the opportunity, I'm going to take it. That's one thing I do is if I get the opportunity, if I can seal it, I'm gone. Hey, man, most of us heard exactly what you said. But about 20 people in this league that run teams all heard a dinner bell. Ring it, ding it, ding it, ding. Right. I may, you or might may get not have some, heard a school bell go off in some minds right now. You might, you might, you might get a couple uh, uh, direct messages to yourself, <laughs> my friend. I wouldn't be surprised because this podcast apparently uh, people are listening and the and the moves are being made. I feel like we should start getting a cut of like not like you know get a free hat or something for every free agent deal we make here on the show. Well, I mean, you made you, you made you made the ten percent of nothing that the Snow Tribe, uh, my Snow Tribe deal made, right, Matt? You got the ten percent of the nothing. So just get twenty five percent of this nothing if it's nothing. Well, yeah, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna try to figure out what what to do next here with Seth. I'm kidding, of course. But uh, <laughs> Rob Corey is always more than fun to hang out with y'all. If you have heard the commercials during the show, you know we have merch available at A7FLs. 
unofficial merch station, tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. And you can also become an owner of the A7FL in a new division. Go to A7FL.com slash owners to buy your own division and bring the A7FL to your town. And also, our Start Engine campaign is rolling. If you want to own a piece of the A7FL, if you want to invest in the future of football, go to startengine.com slash A7FL. That's startengine.com slash A7FL. Or you can just check out the show notes for this and so much more information. Thank you, Seth, for taking the time to join us here this week on the pod. Big Rob and Corey, as always, so much fun riding with you. Next week, we'll be back on our regular schedule. We'll be dropping on Wednesday morning. Sorry for the late one, but I had met tickets. And yes, they lost. So yes, it was all for nothing. But until next time, don't be an asshole. I'll try. I'll try.